0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to National Park After Dark. Today, we have a very special episode because if you're just tuning in right now, you're actually tuning in to part two of an episode we're doing.
1: Yeah, surprise. We didn't really prep anyone, but we did a really cool collaboration with two girls, one ghost, Sabrina and Corinne. And usually for collaborations, obviously, we'll come on and share some stories and just have it be one episode. But they had an awesome idea, and we wanted to go back to a place that we've covered already, but we needed to go a little further into. There's a lot of stories in Gettysburg National Military Park. That's right. So what we did is, obviously, I covered Gettysburg in episode 131, but we covered three new topics. So Cassie and I did an episode on their feed that you should check out. It got released last week and Cassie covered the women in disguise, women that fought as soldiers in the Civil War and brought us through that story. And I talked about how the death industry and death in general kind of turned a little bit after the Civil War and how America dealt with death and just more of the gruesome stuff, I guess.
0: Yeah, the gruesome stuff, the historical stuff. It's a very historical-based episode with a lot of weird history thrown in there that you probably haven't heard, at least we had never heard of until we started researching it for Gettysburg. But we decided to make this a two-part episode because we dove into the historical parts on Two Girls, One Ghost podcast, but they're coming on ours today because they are the experts in all the paranormal stuff. And they have come up with a ton of stories that live within Gettysburg that you're going to want to know, especially if you're planning a visit there, which now I want to do. I mean, I already did.
1: You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yeah, so obviously Gettysburg is one of the most haunted places in America. And Corinne and Sabrina have wanted to cover it for so long and just the team up is really chef's kiss i mean yeah. we never even touched about on any ghost
0: story no, really we didn't in gettysburg but it needed to be done And they did it so beautifully. They really did. So we are so excited to talk to them and welcome them to the podcast. We were on theirs, now they're on ours. And rumor has it that they are the most haunted podcast in America. So today, without further ado, we are talking to Corinne and Sabrina. Well, hi, hey, guys. Welcome to National Park After Dark. So glad
2: to have you on. Hi. Hi. Yay! We're so excited to be here.
1: I'm just like, I've been waiting for this part too because (laughs) I'm just so, so, we haven't talked about paranormal
2: stuff in, I feel like, a while. It's been a hot minute. Which I can't imagine. It it that's hard for me to imagine, just because of how haunted national parks are. But there's also, I guess, there's so much to cover in national parks that it's hard to do all. Yeah.
1: And I also think that, like, I like being told paranormal stories. Like, I do love sharing, mm-hmm. of course. But there's yeah. like a magic to just being able to sit back and hear and get spooked. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's why we're so looking forward to this.
2: Okay. Well, before we talk, you didn't tell us yours.
3: Yeah. I was just going to say you were supposed to, you, we were, uh, I'm all flustered now. What is your ghost story? Because you started to tell us and we we're like, wait, don't tell us because we need to oh. be recording.
0: <laughs> yeah. Before we got on the recording, you were going to tell them about your haunted house you moved into in okay. Colorado. I know. So and then, here's uh, the thing.
1: <laughs> I have a theory of what's going, what happened, but long okay. story short, I moved into this place in Colorado in September of last year Mm -hmm. and originally it was like a one room tight right now it's 560 square feet it's very small but originally originally it was even smaller and it was a little mountain 1930s cabin and it's been you know had additions put on and I know the landlord very well and she knows a couple of the people who have lived here before she even bought it but obviously I don't we don't know everything Mm -hmm. so I'm not really entirely Mm -hmm. sure of its history but when I first moved in I had three separate things that happened kind of like boom 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 like over like the first month or two and it's kind of been knock on wood a little quiet um over the last (laughs) few months but okay it first started with hearing footsteps. And again, it's very small. I have a sliding barn door that kind of separates my bedroom from the main living space slash kitchen. So it's not like there's really a big question as to like, hmm, what was that noise? Like everything is very audible. Right. Like I yeah.
3: know. You can pretty much see everything mm-hmm. in your apartment.
1: Right, exactly. So I, the first thing was footsteps. It sounded like they were walking from like the front door area across the living room and towards my bedroom but obviously stopped so that was the first thing the second thing happened a couple weeks after that and i was asleep in my bed and I woke up and it's kind of like when you're in the in-between. So you're awake, but you're like, you don't want to open your eyes. Like you're like, oh, I'm just so tired. I I hope I can fall back asleep. Like it wasn't time to get up for mm-hmm. the day. Like I just wanted to like lull mm-hmm. myself back to sleep. But I opened my eyes while I was still laying there and in the corner of my room was a group of people, what? like three or four people, outlines of them of various heights. Like it looked like a collection of like, kind of like a family, I guess. Were they looking at you? Yes, staring at me. But I didn't, <laughs> I couldn't picture, like I couldn't make out distinguishing features i they were human of mm-hmm. course shaped but like i couldn't say like yeah. what they looked like you know what i mean they were like outlines and i looked at them and i inhaled like gasped which i've found out over the years that i'm not a screamer i'm a like gasper when you i'm startle. scared you um, startle. Uh-huh. yes i startle and so when i did that they took one step forward Ooh. towards me and then they disappeared no
0: hell no Oh my god! I, mean, I would have moved out as soon as that. I've heard this story before, but I would have moved out as soon as that happened. What were the vibes?
1: Good, bad, like just frightened or very? I mean, I was obviously startled because it surprised me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I wasn't scared. Like I wasn't like this is a bad okay. feeling. I was obviously freaked out, but I wasn't like. Terrified! I need to leave now. Uh, type of thing. And then the third thing was like the okay. most uh, for me, the most like important. So it was November first, or, or when was it? It was Dia de los Muertos. It, I'll remember that forever. So I was sitting on my couch, and I have I can show it to you right here. It's like right here. I have this little thing. It's called a Furbo that mm-hmm. monitors your pets. Yes, you know, feeds you. And mm-hmm. um, I got it because. One of my dogs, when my uh, fiance passed away, uh, got really bad separation anxiety and was like destroying the house anytime I left. Mm. So I got it to kind of like monitor his activity when I was not here. So I was sitting on my couch, which is directly near the Furbo. Furbo has been fine like for months that I've had it. And it's dark. I'm watching TV. All the lights are off. And my dog, Chaska, who has the anxiety, flew out of the other room and- came right to my, he had been there for hours, flew into the room, sat on my feet and was looking around the room. His eyes were like looking around the room. And then all of a sudden I hear this clicking noise. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, what is that sound? And I look over and it's the Furbo's camera going from day mode to night mode, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth.
3: (gasps) Oh, And it was,
1: and Chaska wasn't moving because the Furbo does detect motion and will move chaska wasn't moving i wasn't moving his eyes were obviously looking around and then all of a sudden the furbo starts moving to what he was like the direction that he was looking at so so i'm like did it record this so i was like okay what the fuck and it's happening so fast i have no idea what's going on so i'm like what is is the furbo like malfunctioning like what the hell is going on so i went onto the app to see like if there was an error message or something like that and you can do a live view and so i open the live view and i see it moving around and there are orbs flying everywhere (gasps) like literally fucking everywhere oh following this thing my god oh and then all of a sudden it stops chaska goes back to bed and it has never done that again since that night
0: and it was on dia de los muertos oh my gosh and it was
1: on dia de los muertos and my theory that i will stick to because it's comforting rather than um scary <laughs> is um so I have a little like obviously I am not of Mexican descent but I do love dia de los muertos and I love um some of the things they do and I have like a little kind of like ofrenda thing that I keep up year- round of my dad and my fiance with their pictures and things of them and you know I talk to it every once in a while or <laughs> every day and that day was especially difficult and I was you know talking to them and I just feel like it was them visiting me that that day yeah and I'm just gonna go with that. theory and like the people i saw was maybe like my my peeps on the other side i was gonna say just you know helping me transition it was a hard move from the house i shared with ian to here and like it stopped it stopped like it's not like it's continued like i think it was just like during that transitionary Mm -hmm. period that i needed some support they showed up for me
2: because this was within the first few months of you living there right so Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: that was within September, October, November, and then never happened again. And it's, you know, June.
2: Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah.
1: So that's my experience in this house. And I haven't had any more, but I've met a few neighbors and my neighborhood is like constituted a lot of those like early mountain houses that have just expanded. So they're all pretty old. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's the neighborhood vibes. Maybe it's, you know, my own thing happening. But either way, I don't feel frightened. So I'll
2: take that. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, because I feel like our gut instincts are usually Mm -hmm. right. And yes, be on, like, of course, seeing something paranormal is going to frighten you. <laughs> like, if it doesn't, who are you and why?
3: Well, you're not expecting, no one's expecting mm, you to yeah, see the yeah, yeah, exactly. The time. So, exactly. Yes. But there's,
2: you can tell the difference between frightened because of unexpected surprise and terror yeah. n- or not, you know? So
3: exactly into just the act of these figures in your second story who were you kind of like saw the outline or the shadow of them, them taking a step forward could feel like such an intimidating move or it could feel like such a comforting move. And the fact that you were able to, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a challenge of, of them, like, coming at you is just proof right there that it was either someone who is very much on your side helping you with a transition or a group of spirits who are just curious about their, their new roommate. What's happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what's going on type of thing? And I did, you know, obviously, I initially did have the thoughts of, like, you know, my theory, but... I always want to know more. So I did reach out to my landlord. and I was like, I had just met her, you know, like just Mm -hmm. moved in. I like didn't want to be like a weirdo or anything. But I was just like, (laughs) hey, just for fun, like just curious. I think I framed it. I think I framed it like I have a really big interest in historic homes and their history. And I was just wondering. (laughs) 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 <laughs> like it well wasn't played. like hey, some shit's going down over here but um yeah so and she she um now obviously she knows but like before she was like yeah i'm not really sure and she lived here with her partner for a while and mm. they didn't have any experiences wow. so i don't know yeah i don't know
2: but that's my story what that, to me, emphasizes your your theory on it, so.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's
2: funny because, not that there is a version that's dark, but I when you said, like, this is the version I'm going to, like, tell myself and it's the one I like, it made me laugh because when Corinne and I, on our show, we have, like, the Encounters episode where we just read listener stories, it's so funny when listeners will say, like, you know, like, that's probably, like, I'm just going to pretend it was that, and then Corinne and I go into, like, really dark, disturbing <laughs> theories on what else it
0: could be, and I was like, <laughs> don't do that for me, please. Thoughts they probably didn't even
3: have. <laughs> or it's a demon coming for your soul. <laughs> yeah, let's skip that part of this this version. <laughs> Yours by far makes the most sense. Like, I feel like I have no rebuttals to that. That makes yes. perfect yeah. sense for what you experienced, Good. what people experienced beforehand, too, in that home. Yeah. I think, yeah.
2: Yeah. And before you even said your theory, mm-hmm. that's kind of what
3: oh, I was cool. thinking. So. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. We'll stick with it. <laughs> hey, we'll keep us posted <laughs> if anything else happens.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. We'll start a group chat and I'll be like, bitch listen to this (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that was a good warm-up um yeah and for anyone who Did not listen to part one of this little mini series. Cassie and I were on Sabrina and Corinne's podcast, Two Girls, One Ghost, Mm -hmm. talking about like more the history of Gettysburg and, you know, doing our thing, which was fun.
0: Hidden, it was a hidden Mm -hmm. history. Yeah. We, we talked about some fun subjects. Oh my gosh. It's definitely history based, very much so. Yeah. Learned about women Mm -hmm. and death in really cool,
2: complex, interesting ways that I've never really heard it be talked about before. So yeah, thank you.
3: It was so fascinating. It was the topics of Gettysburg that we've never heard before. So I think it's a must listen. We agree.
2: <laughs> I feel like these, these two episodes are like not your middle school that's history right. class. Like the antithesis of, yeah.
3: If the four of us ever have a podcast together, that's what we'll call it. Not your middle school history class. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Love
1: it. Let's write it down on the list of ideas that keeps growing. Right. Oh, infinite.
2: Every episode is like 20 different business ideas.
1: (laughs) And lastly, before we get into it, just for anyone who's just tuning in again, obviously, we've covered a Gettysburg story on the show In episode 131, as Sabrina so lovingly pointed out. Yeah, there you go. Um, (laughs) But we covered, Cassie and I covered two totally different stories for that national park. So go over to their feed and listen to it. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to get into some paranormal stuff
2: now. Yeah, we are. We'll start with a little bit of a recap of history. I know you guys have covered it. A lot of people probably have an idea of the Civil War. Maybe you don't. Or maybe you need a refresher like us who, I don't know, very very little details were retained Mm -hmm. within my memory
0: until I looked at it again. A refresher is always nice. It is.
2: Yeah. So Gettysburg, Pennsylvania is pretty infamous for its role in the American Civil War. And it is home to Gettysburg National Military Park. Corinne and I have had, it's so interesting, I think I mentioned this on when you were on our episode, but we have had so many listeners email us with their hauntings Mm -hmm. from Gettysburg. And like, we've been flooded by it, which just to me, I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense because Gettysburg is flooded with spirits. And it's probably pretty hard to find another place that's like as haunted as this place, because it's so, it it just like known, like so much death has Mm -hmm. been known there.
3: Everyone says the energy is palpable and you guys haven't been, right? No, none of us have been I have yeah we want to though
2: i have i've been but it was it was when i was younger so i don't think i necessarily i don't know i i wasn't there with a paranormal lens and i probably wasn't there with an enthusiastic historical like, lens either i was there with a <laughs> yeah, uh, being
3: dragged along
2: middle school i forgot to brush my hair wearing my wicked t-shirt gotcha lens yeah we've all been there Yeah,
1: that's how i was when i was in the ford theater okay (laughs) when i went on my eighth grade (laughs) trip like i would love to go now because back then i was like obsessed with a kid named cody and like that was my world
0: so the ford Theater wasted the ford theater couldn't compare to cody (laughs) (laughs) that's right um well
2: yeah so that just Just to say, the Gettysburg is very, very haunted, and this episode will encompass the history, horror, and haunt. Yes. Cool. We're excited.
3: I know. It's going to get very spooky towards the end. But like Sabrina said, for some of the history, you guys covered a lot about the Civil War and what that means on episode 131 of your feed, and then the episode you did over on our feed. Um, But there's also a Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, before the war which we feel like is also important to inform some of the ghost stories that come because obviously this land saw a lot of death and a lot of dismemberment and a lot of horrors. But before then, there were people living there too. The Penn family, who we're guessing Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania is named after, they encouraged European settlers to come to the land that had previously been occupied by native tribes. And Gettysburg was caught in the midst of firestorms and raids during the French and Indian War. So there was already a lot going on there before for what we even know to be true for American history. And in 1761, an Irishman named Samuel Geddes settled into the region, which was then called York County. And he established the Dobbin House Tavern, which we'll talk about a little bit later.
2: And it's the one that I was gonna stay at. Like I found a room. It was $175 for one night. And I was like, I can do this. I can drive out here and stay. And it was like a massive suite. And record this episode from there.
0: Yeah. And it's haunted, I'm assuming, because oh, we're talking about and it. it. Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: We'll go into some of the hauntings. I think it's harder to find a place that isn't haunted than That's it is true. to find a place true. that is haunted in Gettysburg.
3: Got to look for the new builds. Yeah. And anyone who <laughs> is trying to, to seek out the ghosts and wants to stay at a place. I mean, the Dobbin House Tavern is a great spot because it was a spot that was frequented by soldiers and traders alike, and it still obviously exists as a bed and breakfast and a restaurant so everyone can go and stay there i'm picturing like a very
0: quaint bed and breakfast very old i haven't seen pictures of it but i'm picturing wallpaper oh yeah and really Mm -hmm. good food Mm -hmm. and i'm seeing weird
2: creaking floors that's exactly it (laughs) kind of like
3: lopsided Mm -hmm. floors
2: like they go in different yep that's exactly all of
3: those old homes always have doors that kind of lead to interesting places like i stayed at an airbnb or it wasn't an airbnb i guess it was a it was a bed and breakfast in rhode island that was a really historical uh building that actually was sold last year and it was like the friends of lizzie borden and all the stuff and i was so excited to stay there until it became like 10 p.m and then i was terrified and there was a door through our bathroom that if someone (laughs) opened the coat closet like in the hallway they could have gone beyond all of the cleaning supplies and like broken into my room and i was so scared of the whole place but it was awesome creepy (laughs) (laughs) so i assume this place is very similar all about the thrill yes it was a thrill okay so Here in Gettysburg, by the late 1790s, there was a desire to form an independent slash new county seat. So essentially saying like, okay, we wanna have a capital of the county somewhere, different than where it is. And on January 22nd, 1800, the Pennsylvania legislature created Adams County with Gettysburg as its county seat. By 1860, the town had grown to 2,400 citizens and 10 roads led into town where 450 buildings housed small but thriving businesses, which to me seems like so many businesses for a kind of small population at the time. But I think a lot of people were coming in. I think it was like 450
2: total buildings. And okay. some of them were businesses. That would make but more most sense of them were like that. I'm oh, like, I'm that is
0: a yeah. wild <laughs> ratio. Like,
3: yeah. does everyone also <laughs> own a business? Who lives yeah, here? yeah.
1: Everyone is a business owner. Yes. <laughs>
3: It's a supportive community. Everyone (laughs) shops at each other's places. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Actually, it kind of sounds like
3: my dream because I would love to live on a commune. So I feel like this is basically what that is. I say
0: that all the time. I say that to all my friends. I'm like, especially because I'm in the maybe house buying process right now. I'm like, what if we just bought a giant piece of land and we all live together. Wouldn't that
3: be nice? It would be nice. Wouldn't it be? It would be. That's such a Vermont thing to say also. (laughs) Yeah. Vermont already feels like that. You know, as the fellow Vermonter here, I will say there's people that I went to high school with whose parents did that not really a commune so to speak but they bought a bunch of acres of land all together this big best friend group and all like they bought it divided it up and then built houses so these people that are now in their 60s all have these so cool. houses with their neighbors as their best friends from when they were like 20 years old it's not so cool it's a smart
0: move that's my dream it is a dream yeah you make your own neighborhood you have your best friends as neighbors okay <laughs> My like this first, is so sad. This
2: is just how my brain works. But my first thought goes to what happens if there's a fight between the friends and they're all stuck. You there? sell your
1: house. You Gotta just
0: yeah. <laughs> you fight it out. You I was gonna say out. fight it out. Yeah. You meet you meet at the cul de sac at two p.m. and you guys <laughs> <laughs> you brawl.
3: Everyone goes on the sides that they side with and pick yeah. your weapon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so you guys, we already referenced this a few times, but in episode 131 of your podcast, National Park After Dark, you talk about the Civil War and some of the gruesome sides of what happened during that war <laughs> and the war in and of itself is just incredibly complex there are hours and hours of audio thousands of text books journals podcasts etc that cover the civil war it's actually the most extensively studied and written about war in u.s history so i think it's we can say for certain that despite us probably collectively now having six hours of podcasting about the Civil War, we will never properly honor the history because there is so much and we are restrained to just a few episodes here. Uh, But that's pretty much our, our initial spiel to tell you that we fully acknowledge that there's a lot going on. In Gettysburg. But we want to give a little bit of historical context to help us in a few moments when we talk about more of the paranormal and morbid side of events. Yep. Got to know the history to know why the ghosts are there. Oh, yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Okay. So like you said, civil war was fought between the US or United States of America and the Confederate States of America. So the Union versus the Confederacy and primarily was fought over slavery and the abolition of slavery. The Union wanting to abolish it, the Confederacy wanting to preserve it. In the end of the war, the Union defeated the Confederate states, which resulted in the Southern states being readmitted and slavery being abolished nationwide. More than 3 million people fought in the war. And Cassie, I think you said 750,000 souls were Mm -hmm. lost? Or... Something around there. Yeah. So nearly 2% of the population. uh, Disease was the chief killer during the war. And while I was researching, I found this fun fact. So it has nothing to do with paranormal at all, but I just really liked it. Ulysses S. Grant apparently hated military music and chants. And he was like grumpily quoted saying he could only recognize two tunes. One was Yankee Doodle. The other
3: was not. (laughs) I need to know what the other one was.
0: I just imagine like a grumpy. It's just like it either was Yankee Doodle Dandy or it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. And I
2: hated them all.
0: Seems like a very to the point
1: type of guy.
2: Yeah. Just because in your episode on our feed, you talked a lot about women in the Civil War. I found that. An estimate of somewhere between 400 and 750 women fought in the Civil War, most of them dressed as men and enlisted in secrecy. And that number is also like there's no way to know for sure if it's correct.
3: Yeah. So like you were saying, Cassie, it's probably there's probably so many more.
0: Yeah, yeah, because historically speaking, a lot of it was hidden and covered up, or women who were found out were turned to be nurses instead, or people were embarrassed yeah. that women even got into the military, and it was a hush hush thing. Like get them out, send them home in their dresses, yeah, and send them back to their kitchens. Yeah. They mm-hmm. can't be here, and it was very, very hush hush, secret part of the Civil War.
2: But you did an awesome job, and and brought to the forefront a lot of really amazing stories of women in Thank the war. You. So check out our feed for that portion of the show yes please do so okay this brings us to gettysburg the bloodiest battle of the civil war uh was fought at gettysburg with fifty one thousand one hundred sixteen casualties
3: that we know of we'll caveat it with that that we know
2: of correct uh this battle took place a little bit of like two years into the war it was fought from july 1st to july 3rd of 1963 and the intent of the battle was a The Confederate General Robert E. Lee basically wanted to go up to the north to get more supplies. And secondly, I think there was a big battle down south that was happening and he wanted to draw attention away from it to try to help Confederate troops. None of those things worked out in his favor because they were unexpectedly met by, I think, so he went up north with 75,000 men and or soldiers and then were unexpectedly met by 95,000 Union soldiers led by Major General General george Meade. so already they're super outnumbered and it began a very bloody battle with a horrendous amount of human suffering keep in mind this is also july like in open vast fields, Muggy. it is hot it is bloody they're out of supplies like rations are low and what were they wearing probably wool pretty
0: awful yeah, horrible that's wool also wool in... a factor yeah yeah 90 degrees yeah. out no shade Mm-mm. yep on day one, it was
2: pretty. I think day one was kind of shocking because the Confederates didn't realize that they were going to be met by the Unions. But day two and three were the bloodiest days. On day two, Robert Lee was like, "Hey, go charge through this farmland." And one of his, you know, under another man who George E. Pickett, who was like leading that troop specifically, was like, "We don't have men to do this." And Lee just continued with his order. And so, unsurprisingly, it became a pretty disaster. Design- Disastrous sacrifice for the confederates and by the end of that 60 percent of that small division died in battle and lee and the confederates were forced to withdraw his men and return to virginia with what few soldiers had left and also the confederate troops lost at the battle in mississippi so it was like a double victory for the union and now seen as a massive turning point in the civil war a little not so fun very morbid facts in those three days 10,000 were killed, 30,000 were wounded, 10,000 were captured or missing. Only one civilian was killed by fire during the battle, and months later in November, Gettysburg battlefield became the final resting place for the Union souls. And at the burial on November 18th, 1863, which is still when Civil War is going on, is when President Lincoln gave Gettysburg Address. Today, it is the Gettysburg National Military Park and it encompasses, I think, 6,000 acres. Beyond that, 6,000 acres, I mean, let's just say that 6,000 acres is 100% like 6,000 acres of haunted land. And then even beyond (laughs) that is haunted.
0: It's a lot of acres to be walking
2: around with some ghosts. Oh, yeah. You are certain to find ghosts. It's
3: like America's epicenter for paranormal activity. That's sort of what it feels like. (laughs) Yeah. It's
0: also a place where I feel like whenever you think of ghosts, you're like, okay, they're gonna be in a weird, creepy house, hotel. But Gettysburg is like free range. Yes. They're
3: outside, they're inside, everywhere. (laughs) There's no escaping. Yes. They're in the middle of the field, they're in the tree line, they're in the restaurant, they're in the your Airbnb. (laughs) Like anything.
2: Yeah. I grew up in like Princeton, New Jersey, which is also pretty famous for the revolutionary war we used to go play kickball in the princeton battlefield and like go picnic out there <laughs>
0: how times have changed <laughs> yeah, i know i was just like
2: when i now look back at them like we were just frolicking around on haunted land yeah,
1: where
0: many people died many yes
2: I mean,
1: being born and raised in New England and having cemeteries around my hometown that date back to the 1600s, you know, like being New England girls, we've probably done our fair share of childhood activities in places where people were like, oh, yeah. you know, prosecuted and hunted down for witchcraft mm-hmm. and all of that, yeah. you know, like it is like when you yeah. stop and open your eyes at like where you actually are standing, there's a lot of not so chill things that happened oh my god
3: (laughs) one of the fields that i think it was my elementary school's like soccer field was basically essentially like right on top of a native burial ground so there's a lot of bad bad a lot
0: of stuff happening there
3: yes Ooh. anyway Onto the hauntings. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Gettysburg is very haunted. It's super haunted. (laughs) Yes. Okay, but I think we'd be remiss to not start with the battlefield, right? So there's, just like we were Mm -hmm. saying before, where there's just so much to the history and and so much to what happened on this land and in the Civil War and at Gettysburg and just so many things that we could probably create a 100-episode podcast about to, to try to encompass all of the For things. Sure. There's just as many when it comes to the hauntings because there was a lot of death and suffering which equals a lot of spirits that are unable to move forward. And also Sabrina and I talk about this stuff a lot on our on our feed where not all hauntings are active hauntings. A lot of them seem to be kind of this residual stain that is left over from the horrible things that have occurred somewhere. So even though we might see a spirit uh, in uniform walking along the woods, it doesn't mean that person is actually trapped there. It could just be the energy, the the world remembering what happened so many times over and Mm -hmm. over in this one instance.
2: And then also on top of that, I mean, this gets into a much deeper conversation that is very um, mind boggling and people might be like, are you having a high conversation? Because we've also talked about like glitches in time Mm -hmm. where we know time is a construct that we came up with. So we don't really know how it works, but it is a dimension of our space. So like, can time be happening all at once? And if so, is it possible that we are for a moment glimpsing, not a spirit, but like a mm-hmm. timeline
0: another dimension of the past time. Yeah. yeah exactly
2: yeah we have a listener story that we'll share at the end of this that is kind of brings up a lot of questions about it and it is
0: Ooh, oh my god I'm so excited
1: okay I love contemplating things like this it's me too yeah favorite pastime, and
2: yeah people are like that's a high conversation but <laughs> just our normal everyday conversation
3: yeah exactly <laughs> okay well for Gettysburg there's blood there's violence there's death there's pain and all of that equals ghosts like we're talking about and so Sabrina and I have pulled out just a few few places and a few spirits to talk about but again we could go on and on and on about all of them but there are many legends at gettysburg and reports of ghostly soldiers phantom horsemen and even exorcisms in gettysburg spooky so spooky so spooky it makes me even more scared to go visit (laughs) like i want to go but i'm like oh my god what if i get possessed
0: i see danielle's (laughs) eyes lighting up and she's like getting ready to (laughs) book a hotel for me to (laughs)
1: I don't, I will say I don't mess with exorcisms like that. I don't like the possession yeah. stuff, but everything else I'm game for.
2: <laughs> I think a lot of the exorcisms in regards to Gettysburg is often kind of what you were talking about, Danielle, in the first version of this or the first episode you did is not having the knowledge about mm. some medical issues and ailments and perhaps like misdiagnosing it as, oh, a possession. So let's like, gotcha. perform an exorcism rather than an gotcha. actual <laughs> possession.
3: So while there was plenty of death and plenty of people who lived in this area before, many of the ghost stories that we know began on the battlefield. July 3rd, 1863, as the Union soldiers marched toward victory, they recalled that they weren't just led by General George Meade. No, they were also led by General George Washington, who had been dead since 1799. Oh. So he was like marching with them to oh victory. God. It's so I've spooky. never heard-
0: this i've never heard this before
2: yeah i know so this was what was really fascinating is so many people because of how important the civil war in gettysburg is to like u.s history everyone's like well you're diminishing that importance by saying it's haunted but it's like n- no these ghost stories happened back on the battlefield and are recorded by soldiers so it's not like we're making this up now in present day to make money
3: it was happening it, it was happening during So it's not even like 10 years later, people start talking about it. That's so interesting to hear
0: that there are stories of paranormal activity here prior. I mean, every time I think of it or hear of it is after because Mm -hmm. of the Civil War, not. the. So the fact that soldiers were experiencing paranormal activity as well is very interesting.
2: Yeah. And another example of that, this one kind of is less on the battlefield during it, but kind of in the weeks, months following the battle at Gettysburg is, and still to this day is one of the most commonly experienced hauntings, is at Iverson's Pits. So Iverson's Pits is the open field upon which the Battle of Gettysburg began. It is where the Union troops surprised the Confederate soldiers. And just as a trigger warning and FYI, the following details are pretty gruesome if anyone does not want to hear it. So as the Confederate soldiers approached this open field, they were killed so suddenly and so quickly that those who marched on were sprayed by the blood of men shot before them. Many of the living dropped to the ground and started waving white handkerchiefs in surrender. A surviving artilleryman wrote, I think he like must have written in a journal or something after the fact. He described A row of 79 North Carolinans executed in one single volley. Their dead feet perfectly aligned. Great God, he wrote, when will this horrid war stop? He then wrote that the living rolled the dead into shallow trenches, which is where the field gets its name, Iverson's Pits. Rather than like a massive grave, they were rolled into small little pits. And then this is where... You know, we were saying with Corinne, the last story you shared about how they saw George Washington on the battlefield. So the hunting started during the war. This is not necessarily during the war, but like right after Gettysburg battle happened and the war moved elsewhere, the land of Iverson's pits went back to being farmland. And apparently the farmer who owned the land claimed that his wheat grew the tallest in that part of his field.
1: I mean, Ew. it would make sense just Ew. from a purely, you know, fertilizer. Like yeah. Fertilizer <sighs> in this particular area. Like, yep. I mean, it's gruesome to think of, but makes sense.
2: Yes. So, it does
1: make sense. <laughs> it does. It's just really
2: morbid and <laughs> disturbing. And then also, for years afterwards, the farmhands who were hired to work on the farm refused to work. On the fields after dark because they were convinced it was haunted they would see hear and feel spirits of confederate soldiers and to this day it is reported to be haunted often people will go by it and it's like you know dark it's fine but then all of a sudden a mist out of nowhere will start rolling in and then they'll start to see these like small white things like being
0: no yeah
2: like as if it's the handkerchiefs being waved by the soldiers (sighs) still to this day
0: would you guys would you guys go out there at night? If I were in my car, yes. But not like walk in the trenches at night or anything
1: or the field or I whatever. I think it, it depends
3: on group group size. I think if I were with yeah. like 6 people, I would, but I wouldn't do it solo or with just like me and Sabrina.
2: And I also it's like this is the hard thing with paranormal is the intention behind humans and what they're looking for can like alter the reaction of the spirits mm-hmm. right if we're going to be like oh mm-hmm. i want to see this haunting that might piss off a couple spirits who are like oh you want to see us well,
3: it's like the classic zach bagans like come at me bro like, yeah put this axe above my head oh my and God. crush yeah. it through my skull and the spirits are like get the hell out like what who are you <laughs> you yeah. know people get yeah. different reactions because yeah. of what they what their own energy brings and stirs up
2: exactly very
3: true fair so you have to Go out there
0: without the intention of seeing anything, <laughs> which is hard to. <laughs> which I'm just is. Just for my yeah. nightly walk through this battlefield <laughs> that has <laughs> horrendous history, just going for my nightly stroll. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, this kind of haunting is really, really common on many, if not all of the battlefields in Gettysburg. So, that's like kind of the more in depth of that field of the field that we will talk about, but there are some more infamous haunted places or battlefields at Gettysburg. The Grove, Devil's Den, and Saks Covered Bridge are just a few of them. And you can walk around and through the park. And I can pretty like even if you're not open to the paranormal, I feel like there's a pretty high chance that you're going to experience something paranormal here. You might not know it's paranormal, but you're probably experiencing something paranormal. Mm -hmm.
1: Even if it's just, like, a vibe or a feeling or just something off. And I feel like when we did our original Gettysburg episode, I'm pretty sure we – like, we had a a huge response of, like, I live near here. Or, Mm -hmm. like, this Mm -hmm. is my home park that we were kind of, like, taken aback by. Like, we didn't realize that we had such a, Mm -hmm. like, big concentration of audience down there, which is awesome. But, like, a lot of people would write in and be like, I ride my bike through there all the time. Like, I – recreate their like normally in my day-to-day yeah. activity in life and for us who's so far removed and view gettysburg as like this you know in this kind of still shot of history like for a lot of people it's just a normal yeah part of their current it's life their and dog yeah.
3: park their sunbathing spot their right. children's birthday exactly. party out on the green <laughs> mm-hmm. kickball for me you know yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: perfect example
2: Actually, this is such a tangent, but when I was a freshman in high school, we had a big kickball day at the Princeton Battlefield, and two boys had a fight over me and got in a fist fight, and it was, yeah, maybe one of my proudest moments in life.
0: Wow. You had some, you had two guys have a battle over you. A duel duel (laughs) on a battlefield. Iconic.
2: (laughs) For your hand. Neither neither of them (laughs) won my heart, so... (laughs)
3: That's too funny. <laughs> That's amazing. We keep saying I want we want to go back in time and see what things are like, but Sabrina, I kind of want to go back in time and watch that moment of your <laughs> life. <laughs> I'll time travel to that with my binoculars out in the field. Go, Sabrina! Okay, so we mentioned that there is a bunch of structures in Gettysburg. There's over 400 buildings, 400 to 600 buildings at the time. Um, and many of the soldiers during the Gettysburg situation civil war all all of that the all of the battles they commandeered these buildings many of them were businesses but they were also personal homes and they were just basically people's homes were being intruded upon and turned into hospitals and used as shields from the gunshots that were just like constantly penetrating all across the fields in these many many acres of land so it's not surprising that despite the land being haunted many of the structures are too and the farnsworth house inn is one of the most haunted buildings in Gettysburg. During the Battle of Gettysburg, many families and civilians hunkered down in their house's cellars and sought shelter there because there would be bullets flying and just like coming through the walls and and going multiple walls deep. So even if you weren't near a window or a door, you weren't safe. And so a lot of people, when they heard gunshots and, and fire and whatever, they would run down into their cellar and they would stay there for a really long time. This particular house the Farnsworth House Inn it was riddled with 135 bullet holes but everyone who sought safety inside survived which is incredible
1: wow Mm-hmm.
3: And it's kind of ironic given that it's super haunted. So people were inside when these
0: bullet holes mm-hmm. were coming
3: through and no yeah. one
0: was shot No, or no one died from a
3: shot. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And despite there being no deaths in the home, the current owners, the Schultz family, claim that there are at least 16 distinct spirits that haunt this home, the inn. So another place you can stay. Haunt slash protect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's an eight-year-old little boy who's there. That's one of the spirits. Uh, They also say the majority of them are Civil War soldiers, primarily Confederate soldiers. And there's also a former midwife they believe to be there. The soldiers apparently patrol the home. So kind of like what you were saying, they... They almost protect the home. They thump around. They smoke their cigars. They breathe very heavily. <laughs> Startling people who stay there.
0: <laughs> oh, I would hate that. <laughs> I hate heavy breathing. Yeah,
3: Cassie has you a like, thing get. about loud
0: breath. <laughs> like, get away from me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and it it leads many people to believe that for a really long time, the home was used as a headquarters for something. Like maybe it was a hospital. Maybe, maybe there were people who died here or spent a lot of time here that maybe we just don't know about we know it wasn't from gunshots riddling the the sides of the home right but some things here because people are deep breathing and they've posted up <laughs> you know it kind of reminds
0: me of um, Danielle did an episode on the Stanley Hotel mm. and it's haunted from people who enjoyed it there yeah. yeah so maybe that home has people in it that just really loved the area and never left they just want to go yeah back. I mean with 16 spirits. Yeah. 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 Their own
2: commune. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> there it
1: is. I love that an afterlife commune yeah, but the cute. stanley hotel is like one of the only places that i've been that i'm not i don't have a personal like tie or connection to like you know when you go back to your childhood home or like somewhere that you have you yourself had really nice yeah. fond memories of like it gives you that sort of like feeling the stanley hotel is the only place that i've ever been aside from that that i have felt that way like wow. it feels to me to me at least very warm and inviting and like you can just tell so many people enjoyed their lives and like some Mm -hmm. of the best times of their lives there like I feel that when I'm there I don't know about Cassie because I've brought Cassie before (laughs) yeah
3: yeah I'm curious if if you've if a past life of yours maybe has spent a lot of time there or if you're just really receptive and you're picking up on all of the warm positive energy that the spirits that haunt there obviously feel towards it and it's kind of like becoming a maybe you're an empath
1: i've just always like i'm one of those people who like i'm not like zach bagans (laughs) but um or bagans or whatever you however you say his name but like i don't obviously like go in with like that wild of a you know intention but i do go like i've brought cassie many places that i'm like this is the history there's paranormal activity here like i hope something happens here to me like you know what i mean and yeah sometimes we've been to the crescent hotel in arkansas and she had a lot of vibes there that I never picked up on. <laughs> good, like, or good
0: or bad? Good or bad, I didn't. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, I was going to say, yeah. that Mine one's super haunted. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, did anything happen right here? Because I don't feel good right here. And we're, we're like looking it up. It's like, I don't think anything happened Were you right in the basement? I was like, no, I was okay. standing in front of an elevator. Mm. And I was oh. like there's something happening right here, and I don't know what it is, wow. but I don't like it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it was an old hospital. So many yeah. things were going mm-hmm. on. I mean, it could be anything. You never know, <laughs> yeah. like, where in the hospital things were happening. But yeah, I remember st- distinctly standing in front of one of the elevators and being like, "Uh, there's a really bad energy right now. Wow.
3: Jeez. It's That's the tough part of going places that are haunted. You never really know if you're going to experience something that feels really magical and exciting or if you're just going to feel kind of like gross and sad about being Mm -hmm. there. Yeah.
2: The worst of stories of people who like blackout or like get super nauseous at a haunted place and like the second they step outside, they're
0: fine. They feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the energy is so strong that it's physically changing how you feel.
3: Totally. Yeah. Okay, well, luckily for people who are in Gettysburg, who are staying at this inn, the Farnsworth House Inn, they hopefully won't faint or feel gross or anything. And in fact, the midwife, that woman who is said to haunt this inn, She also really cares for the guests who are there. People have reported that at night, they'll feel her sit on the end of their bed and tuck them in. Oh, (laughs) which is nice, but also terrifying.
0: I know. (laughs) I do like being tucked in. I just, I don't know. If
3: you close your eyes and pretend a ghost isn't doing it, you you could really enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. (laughs) There's one particular room in this place that's also super haunted. It's the most haunted place in this most haunted house, and it is the Sarah Black Room. It was named after one of the previous owners, and there are many photographs of a spirit looking out from the window of this room out onto the street. There's also a ghost of a cranky kitchen cook who lives there. Haunts there I guess and she's been described as this older woman dressed in 19th century clothing and is known to move things around in the pantry and she's also quite brash she's pretty rude I love her for that and well I guess I don't love her for this part she tries to trip the waitresses so she's she's kind of mean I think (laughs) yeah and she grabbed a waitress one time by her apron strings and like pulled her backwards so she's actually kind of aggressive but only to the staff which makes me think
2: that she's like, you aren't running my kitchen properly. Yeah, there's like, some
3: jealousy. There's some ego situation yeah. going on there. Yeah. Does anything ever happen to the cooks? I wonder.
0: I don't know.
2: We'll we'll give them a ring after this and find out.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Double like, jack. is it just the waitresses she doesn't like or <laughs> are the cooks doing OK? Yeah, we'll have to find out.
2: This is this is my favorite, like, okay. I really want to start a segment where, again, another business idea that like how do you execute it? <laughs> it where <laughs> we start talking about something, or maybe we do a part two of every episode where we call the people who work at the places we talk about and live ask them if it's haunted and it's get their the reactions. Follow-up. Yeah. That would oh. be
0: cool. Yeah. Do you have to ask permission for something like that though?
2: Maybe at, like after we get their response, we can be like, <laughs> Hey, can we use this on our podcast?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <If> they <laughs> Sign just like, this form. Listening one day and they're like, Hold on. That's me it won't be live
2: yeah we we re- pre-record and then after the fact ask before posting it live yeah
1: i mean it's a good follow-up and gives more context right
0: yeah yeah i think it'd be fun i do too will we do it mm, probably not keep us updated
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll keep an eye out for it in a few yeah. years
0: when you get around to it <laughs> you're like finally we talked about this on june 5th 2023 <laughs>
2: So another haunted place that has hauntings on top of hauntings. This is called the Gettysburg Orphanage. And trigger warning, there is some child abuse. At the time of the battle, this building, the Gettysburg Orphanage, was a private residence. And during the battle, like many other buildings in Gettysburg, it was converted into a hospital. And soldiers, wounded, dying, and dead alike, were brought into the cellar. After the war, the home was turned into an orphanage. And there were reports of ghostly soldiers' phantom cries and screams and moans. A plenty. If that were not enough, it is said that one of the headmistresses of the orphanage, Rosa Carmichael, was pretty horrendous to the children in this orphanage and that she tortured and chained orphan children in the cellar, Ugh. turning it into like a dungeon. <sighs>
0: it's awful.
2: It's hard because it's like it is known that she was a disciplinarian, and I'm not say, like I'm not condoning how disciplinarians, you know, punished people in the back in the day because there's probably a lot of cruel punishments. But I don't necessarily know that there's evidence that she was even more so, and that she actually did chain children up. That is just part of the legend.
3: It's like okay. Miss Trunchable yes. from Matilda.
0: Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. She had that box, whatever that was called.
3: The chokey? Chokey. The chokey.
0: The chokey. Yeah. Had the nails like yeah. sticking.
1: Oh, <laughs> so awful. Do you know, is that what it's actually called, that torture device? Oh, I don't know. Because that is an actual torture device. Like from like a medieval time frame.
0: That they used in
3: the children's movie that we all grew up with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, I still cannot look at a piece of chocolate cake the same from that Oh, I know. I always think of Bruce. (laughs) Bruce, Yeah. Bruce, see. Just covered in chocolate. That's one
2: movie that I can for sure quote. Okay. Actually, I watched it like last week. So this building, the orphanage, a lot of things happened behind closed doors. What happened exactly, we're not sure. But there are today, a lot of people have encountered spirits of soldiers and of children and also of something evil. There is a darkness that can be felt, and many people attribute it to the spirit of the headmistress, that she is still there and enacting evil things, I don't know, being violent to people who visit it today. There are others who have reported seeing the apparition of a small boy who appears in the corners of the basement. And then people have caught orbs, strange lights. Some have seen and heard children. Some have heard children laughing. And sadly, some children crying. Uh. Babies.
1: I don't
0: love that. No. That's really sad. Yeah,
1: we don't cover a lot of stories. I know you guys kind of cover the gamut with different like stories and paranormal activity and things like that. And we've just haven't really come across anything like that yet. Yeah. Like that we have covered. And just like the the fact that, you know, any of these situations is obviously sad. You know, paranormal activity comes from someone losing their life, usually yeah. in a traumatic way, whatever. But like the children aspect of it makes it a lot more difficult to um yeah. to just kind of process and, you know, like I know a lot of it comes from legend and things like that, but if people are really experiencing like hearing that stuff and all that, mm-hmm. like obviously something happened, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: And what we've learned also in all of our research and this is like it makes it worse is children go are really hard to trust not in this specific or like situation but like demons and dark spirits mimic children to like get your oh. trust
3: no no which is oh, horrifying no. that's really scary i mean there are a lot of entities in the woods different cryptids and creatures that mimic like a baby's cries and and things like that
2: yeah corinne what's the episode you did i think it you did like a missing 411 episode oh
3: yeah where there was
2: the kid who who was in the cave and there was something mimicking his grandmother. Oh yes, I feel like that's a really good one for Danielle
0: and Cassie to cover. Oh, is that a spearfinger? Is that what? There's a cryptid, and it's oh. a native lore, but it's spearfinger. She looks like an old woman, like your grandmother, and she lures children in as being like an old grandmother, but she has this really long fingernail that she oh. kills children with. Yeah, oh my gosh! Like
3: oh Ooh, no, I haven't yeah. heard of that one. This one feels we're like not really sure if this is. <laughs> some sort of paranormal entity like a cryptid type creature or if it's some sort of alien creature because in this one particular case this little boy was separated and lured to a cave where there was this woman who looked exactly like his grandmother who he realized wasn't his grandmother once they were in the cave together because of her odd behavior and she was really scaring him but she was really insistent on him defecating onto like this almost like a piece of paper that she had prepared so she was like collecting a sample of sorts from him and then he was he was never killed. Like he was found again. He was brought back to wherever he needed to be. But and there's just
2: weird. But he was like really, really far away from where he like mm-hmm. left his or when he got separated from his family we'll find out what the place is and we'll say i hope here.
0: it was an alien or a cryptid otherwise <laughs> what a freak
3: yeah yeah get back
2: to us with that
3: if you haven't gone down yeah. the missing 411 rabbit hole with david politis you guys have to look oh into trust
1: that. me we've had oh gosh, gosh. I was people say. are always like you should we don't know if you know about
0: this but <laughs> how can you not like, it's so
3: i'm ob- i've been obsessed it's, with it's it for so years so prevalent i watch it yeah. on youtube it's yeah. ugh, it's so it's like so good and fascinating and entertaining while also being so incredibly horrifying because this is happening to actual people and so many kids are involved in it and so it like makes you so so sad but you're also just so intrigued by like what the hell is happening why are there these big furry yeah. monsters that are are bringing children 40 miles away from where they were last seen and they're like not the least bit dirty there's just i'm super into all of that stuff bigfoot questions (laughs) yeah (laughs) thought-provoking very yes so many okay so there's so many haunted places in gettysburg and so we're going to talk a little bit about a few more of them but just also made a little bit of like a highlight bulleted list for if anyone else is curious to look up more of the haunted places in gettysburg so one is the george Wickert House, which is on the battlefield. There's also the Homo Ball ball House. My gosh, I'm struggling over these names. The Cash Town Inn, which is a fully functioning bed and breakfast. So many bed and breakfasts are haunted over here. The Dobbins House Tavern, which we mentioned earlier, uh, that is a bed and breakfast that served as a stop on the Underground Railroad as well. So you kind of, you get more than just the the Battle of Gettysburg there. A lot of history. Mm-hmm. There's the Gettysburg Hotel, which had been functioning as a makeshift hospital at the time. There's the Gettysburg Academy Bed and Breakfast. And there is an inn called the Balladary Inn, where... This is probably the inn that we would recommend least unless you (laughs) are (laughs) curious to hear soldiers screaming in the middle of the night, which is really horrible and sad. And people often see a spirit of a nurse from the war as well. So clearly there was just a lot of bad, bad energy in this particular inn. It was maybe a hospital. Yeah, yes. a lot of these buildings, yes. yeah. The Rose Farm was used as a hospital during the battle, and hundreds of bodies were buried there. And when the family returned to their home, one of their daughters began having terrible experiences in this home. She had lived through the gunshots, and she had seen and smelt the dead during this battle. But being back in the house, she started to see blood she swore she saw blood seeping through the walls this was quite literally a bleeding house bringing back blood from the recent past that's like an amity yeah
1: amityville horror is that is that it i think so that story with the bleeding walls
2: i feel like there's so many there, like that yeah that also yeah. makes me think of the shining and movie the yeah the of book. course
1: yeah i feel like oh god i want to say it's that people are screaming at me obviously but i really think it is the amityville that sounds right horror
3: well it's like it's the stories of people who start to lose their wherewithal and just kind of succumb to the energies within the home and start whether it's mm-hmm. real blood coming from the walls or it's a hallucination i mean amityville fits that's story fits that we actually
2: just did a crossover with one strange thing and they told us a story all about the bleeding house in atlanta and they still have no idea it was real human blood forensic they have no
3: idea where it came from evidence it's like no clue how it got there. such a wild no. mystery mm-hmm. yeah. splattered all over the house like a geyser of blood yeah. gushing from the ground and what
0: okay. today yeah. i need that to is know. freaky that is very freaky yeah, yeah
3: look into that the
0: fact
1: that there's multiple bleeding houses right
0: right you're like which there one thing is wrong which bleeding house is it? there
3: shouldn't be bleeding houses no i know <laughs> yeah the fact that we're getting confused and can't remember which bleeding house is a disturbing disturbing thought yes <laughs> oh. it also doesn't help my
0: thoughts with my own house buying i'm like okay can i ask I the realtor is this a bleeding house or a can non-bleeding I house stay one night before i buy <laughs> try before i buy yeah. please yeah. yes please if, if i bought a house that was like haunted with things that were evil, I would... That would yeah, be I'll worst. come over.
3: I have I have a lot of things in my Vermont house to help clear your Vermont house. <laughs> Trust me, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> we'll do a little clearing <laughs> let and let me know when you're over here. I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. So the Rose Farm. Just to wrap up this farm, there were many bodies exhumed and moved in November of eighteen sixty three, but the haunting still continues. So it's not necessarily due to people's unrest with being buried below the house. Like people have been given more proper burials now, but the activity is still just as plentiful. And I don't know how often this house bleeds, but it at least blood a few times.
2: Yeah, often enough to get that it, yeah. distinction. It had, yes, exactly. It bled at least once, which is too many times. <laughs>
0: once is enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then-
2: because you had mentioned you were going to cover stories of women in the Civil War, we chose a couple stories of women specifically in Gettysburg and their spirits. Um, oh, cool. So the first is Tilly Pierce. Tilly Pierce was born in 1848, and she was the youngest of four and lived with her family above her father's butcher shop. She was 15 years old when the battle at Gettysburg began, and- A lot of people at the time were ushered out when the battle at Gettysburg began, but Tilly did not. She was heroic and brave and sprung to action immediately and began tending to wounded soldiers. She helped amputate arms and legs. She sutured bleeding wounds and stayed up day and night to assist these dying men. And she's 15. And so during this time, she's journaling about her experiences and documented her surgeries and the tragedies that she witnessed, and aided countless men. Despite this battle being the deadliest of the Civil War, she did save a lot of lives. And she actually went on to write a book about her experience titled At Gettysburg, or What a Girl Saw and Heard of the Battle, A True Narrative. I have not read it, but it sounds extremely fascinating uh, and a very unique narrative regarding the Civil War. But there is one quote that I picked for her. To, to read she wrote uh, and this is in regards to helping the soldiers some limping some with their heads and arms and bandages some crawling others carried on stretchers or brought in in ambulances suffering cast down and dejected it was truly a pitiable gathering Before night, the barn was filled with the shattered and dying heroes of this day's struggle. Nothing before, in my experience, had ever paralleled the sight we then and there beheld. There were the groaning and crying, the struggling and dying, crowded side by side, while attendants sought to aid and relieve them as best they could.
3: So sad.
2: She, Tilly, lived to the age of 66, and her home now is called the Tilly Pierce Inn, and you can stay there. And... It's haunted. Some have said that Tilly herself haunts the home. I'm pretty sure she died in Philadelphia, so I guess death doesn't it doesn't really matter where you die she has a strong connection to this home but a lot of the encounters are with spirits of soldiers there are poltergeists spirits sitting on beds and ghostly children running around the dining room and a ghostly cat so there's a lot you can you get it I all i like up. the cat that's yeah,
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i could deal with ghostly cats yeah that's nice <laughs> that's so interesting And you can stay there now yeah
1: i wonder if like I mean, I'm sure Google can easily answer this for me, but how many inns there are? Like everything right? is like tavern, inn, B&B. bed and breakfast. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's cool. And obviously there's a market for it, like people want to go. Yeah. And it's cool that there's this preservation of historic buildings and homes and, you know, and having them be converted into an inn now. Yeah. So it kind of, I feel like that kind of freezes in time the historic nature of the building instead of having it completely converted. Yeah,
3: definitely. Yes. It's a paranormal enthusiast delight too, right? Because there's so many haunted places. Or historians. We now have too, access yeah. to so many of them because we can stay there, we can eat there, we can walk in the doors. We don't <laughs> just have to like creep on Google yeah. images and try right. to not like stalk someone's family home. <laughs> there's plenty for us to Yeah, you can stand in these places. And I don't
1: know if you guys know because you've obviously been researching the inns and taverns a little more, but like on the very little that I read about them, aren't there some? I don't, obviously, I don't think it's every single one. And I don't know how popular it actually is, but isn't there some that you can, obviously, it's like an authentic stay, but you can also have like an authentic menu of like they serve food that's,
3: oh, yeah, from
1: that that time period. I would
0: love that. A foodie paranormal paradise. (laughs)
2: <laughs> this was not at Gettysburg, but we did a, in, I want to say like middle school, we did a field trip to an old colonial town and you like went and did colonial tasks as a kid mm-hmm. like bricklaying and things like that so i imagine that <laughs>
0: how fun <laughs> they're doing labor they're like these are what children back in the day had to do manual labor and i thought it, it was very fun i'm like ooh, bricks <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's illegal now i know it's like they don't do that anymore <laughs>
3: That's so funny. That was a 90s kid thing to do. for sure. For sure. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) I guarantee no place does that anymore. (laughs) No.
1: Unless you're like consenting to it, like you want to go eat whatever the hell Mm -hmm. like was served. in Medieval times. It's just like a very, it's a rounded experience, historical experience. It's like, okay, you're going to, you know, stay in this house as it was. You're going to eat what they ate. You're going to see, you know,
3: like it's kind of cool. I know. I think that's so cool. I love that. I wish every place had had that option where you get to do like the authentic mm-hmm. historical stay versus just the modern one
2: yeah exactly
3: and then maybe the ghosts would like divide and only haunt the people that opted for the historical <laughs>
2: experience okay but they also you have to wear the attire that they wore yeah oh.
1: Well, uh, I don't know if I really want
0: to wear. It would be so uncomfortable, but it would be kind of fun. So we have to wear corsets, a whalebone corset. <laughs> yeah. You can't eat the food if you got that
2: on. <laughs> I do just want to like walk around like an old house like that with an old white Victorian nightgown mm-hmm. and like a little gaslit candle.
1: Yeah. The gown is good because it's like yeah. flowy, mm-hmm. minimal layers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're under Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 There's a restaurant in my hometown that is because you know there's some buildings that's like you have to imagine what it used to look like. It's mm-hmm. like it's now shiplap walls and yeah. gray cabinetry, but three hundred years ago it was really cool. Like this one is it's now the common man, but it used to be Matthew Thornton's home. oh one of the original signers of the Declaration of Independence. Wow. And it's still set up like that. So they didn't blow down any walls to make bigger dining, like all the that's ru- cool. like you just dine in different rooms, and he's buried across the street in the cemetery and it's just like a really cool experience and i just envision gettysburg like that on steroids
3: yeah yeah that's cool so anyway the common man also for anyone who's in new england and gluten-free they have good gluten-free bread if you want a sandwich (laughs) (laughs) hot tip get get your gluten-free meal in some cool historical possibly haunted location all in one yeah okay wait so When you guys had first covered, Danielle, when you were talking, I think you had mentioned very, very briefly this woman, Mary Virginia Wade, who's known as Jenny Wade, and she's probably the most infamous spirit of Gettysburg. She's the only civilian who was killed during the Battle of Gettysburg. Which is also kind of incredible that there was only...
0: Especially with all these bullet holes going through people's homes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, wasn't she shot while she was
1: making bread or something? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: So she... Okay. It's interesting because there were multiple different... There was one article that said she was the only civilian killed by gunfire at Gettysburg Mm -hmm. and then there was another one that said she was the only civilian killed during Gettysburg generally so I don't really I don't don't know
3: I don't know it's also probably one of those difficult ones where it's like because there was so much disease too I bet there were people Mm -hmm. like by proxy killed from what was happening at Gettysburg but there's a link that that could have been made and inferred, but there's no actual record of it now. So yeah, I don't know. But it's one of those it's one of those interesting things too, right? Where like this was a time period that was so well documented, and yet we still have so many questions because there's a bunch of discrepancies in what is available to us. But whether Jenny is the only civilian or the only civilian killed by by gunshot she was killed her family actually called her ginny or gin for short short for virginia but there was a printing error which caused her name to basically be changed and spelled to jenny uh she was one of six children and her father captain james wade senior despite being a captain he was a bit more of pain in the butt and he spent a lot of his time in jail <laughs> and jenny had to help provide for her family she had a big family one of six and so she became a seamstress alongside her mother and in 1862 Jenny's sister Georgiana married her sweetheart, and the two moved into a two story red brick house located at 548 Baltimore Street in Gettysburg. And Georgiana's husband, he had enlisted in the Union and he was sent off to fight. And he was not in Gettysburg when Georgiana gave birth to their firstborn son at the end of June, 1863. So Jenny being a wonderful sister and caretaker in her family, she goes to her sister's house to help with the newborn son. Four days later, the Battle of Gettysburg began jenny stayed by her sister and her nephew's side aiding them and hunkering down as bullets flew just outside of their home and then sadly on july 3rd a bullet flew through the door of the house it flew through another wall And then hit Jenny. So it went through two layers of house and then hit Jenny directly in the shoulder as she was kneading dough for her family. And the bullet lodged itself into her heart and she died instantly. So sad. And then almost immediately, Union soldiers ran into the home and they found Jenny dead there in front of her dough that she was kneading in the kitchen. And her mother and her sister, they're obviously shocked, heartbroken. They watch the soldiers wrap Jenny's body into a quilt and bring her down into the cellar. Inside her pocket, they found a photograph of her childhood friend, Johnston, nicknamed Jack, skelly and the lore behind this says that they were engaged to be wed but there's also no proof of that so it very well could just be a love story concocted from this horrible tragedy nine days after jenny's death skelly himself died from wounds sustained in the battle and apparently jenny's mom this is kind of i don't know whether it's beautiful or if it's like kind of gross but her mom baked the bread that she had been needing at the time that she succumbed to the bullet wound and she made 15 loaves and gave them all to the union soldiers to eat i think it's beautiful but i also it is, think But i have questions like sanitary sanitary <laughs> think, questions yeah. like was there blood well, sanitary. In it? yes that well, yeah. was my well there's that that's <laughs> my that's my only question actually well they're not eating
1: the raw dough at least that's it was true. baked <laughs> not that <laughs> baked blood is any better human. um but I mean, I also feel like it's kind of a time that you can't just waste good dough, especially enough to make 15 Mm -hmm. loaves of bread. True. Especially if, like, I feel like it's your civil duty to help the efforts, the war efforts and all that. And if, like, the soldiers need to be fed, like, yeah, it's a little morbid that your dead daughter was just making that. But I don't know. It's it's, uh, a little complicated, but I get
2: it. It also sounds like the Union soldiers really helped give... Jenny a proper burial and like a like service to her and her life so that her mom was like almost like a thank you Mm. and she
3: was so they originally brought her down to the cellar after she had passed that day but then she was later buried on the property and then later moved in November of 1865 and then moved to be beside Skelly her assumed lover which if he wasn't hopefully they were at least just really fond friends who enjoyed being next to each other
2: which they were so what i find really interesting about this after hearing your portion on death danielle is that the fact that they were able to locate skelly and bury Mm. these two together and that it was such an active effort to do so in Mm -hmm. 1865 and there are so many others who are undocumented or you know weren't able to be identified that i think is really really fascinating It adds
1: a little bit more context to how, yeah, special that. Is. yeah hopefully special i mean like yes. you said like corinne like if they didn't if they <laughs> didn't have this like grand love story it's just kind of like okay like i guess why, why? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i mean
0: obviously if she's carrying around a photo she of was him, holding it on for, she was holding on to it for someone else
3: Okay. Yeah. She's in the war, she has no idea who this guy <laughs> like, is someone okay. else was just like can you this yeah. along and
0: like can you hold on to this i don't want to lose it in the war and she's like yeah i'll keep it
3: safe and then <laughs> uh, maybe they fell in love in the afterlife maybe that's where the, the happy ending yeah. is. Leaving. Matchmaking. Yeah. Well, so Jenny, she was treated as a hero in the home while belonging to her sister. Became known as the Jenny Wade House and it still stands today. It was granted to the government in 1882 and there are many rumors their myths legends whatever you may call them regarding the spirits at jenny wade house it's now open for ghost tours um and may sadly have turned into more of a money-making scheme than a space honoring someone who tragically died but it is accessible for people to enter and experience and hear of the hauntings and what happened within these walls and that being said it most definitely is haunted some say that it's jenny wade who's haunting it that she's angry and that she's she has not rested but i don't really know why her spirit would be super angry i mean obviously she lost her life but she was given much more of like the love and the burial and and honored way more than most people got and it sounds like danielle again from from your segment that you did on our show, it seems like she was given that like what was considered almost like a proper death. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like
2: people have just of the hauntings that are recorded or documented from the Jenny Wade house, people are like, oh, there's an angry spirit here. So I don't really know what's going on necessarily. right? But we do have a story from a listener. And we have a couple stories from listeners from Gettysburg that we'll share right now. We had a listener, Scott, who visited the Jenny Wade house. And this is less angry, but more of like A paranormal anomaly i guess so when scott visited gettysburg i'll just read like his words when we toured gettysburg my girlfriend tried to take a picture of the jenny wade house but her battery was drained she tried four times and nothing happened when we walked further down the street her camera had full battery return she tried again the next day and again the battery died but when we visited the heritage center She had a full battery. When we arrived in Hershey a couple days later, she checked her camera and all of a sudden she finds a picture of the Jenny Wade house on her camera. When it was dead? When it had been dead. Spooky. And she didn't take it. And, they, and she tried twice at this place, at the Jenny Wade house. And we've heard, you know, with like paranormal things that they mess with the electricity or the mm-hmm. energy. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. when they go, when we did, like when you do a paranormal investigation, they always say like bring extra batteries because spirits are known to drain things. Mm-hmm. We then had a listener, Molly, who visited Gettysburg in eighth grade on a field trip. She wrote, "We went to Gettysburg in eighth grade and did a ghost tour, which is so cool that they did a ghost tour for their field trip. I know. Um, Why didn't we get to go
3: to that school? <laughs> My school right? didn't do that. No, <laughs> we. Did. Like, I
1: was doing manual labor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was building
1: bricks. Mason.
2: <laughs> I didn't even get to take the brick home. Yeah, I really like, just <laughs> I just did work for them. Yeah. I'm I'm putting this all together now. Like the memory in my mind was so fond. Like, oh, I made bricks, and now you've all made me realize that you are part of child labor. labor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Molly said, so we stood in the wooded area, which is on the battlefield, and we were doing ghost thing with a necklace. All of a sudden, I heard gunshots and cannons going off in the background it was pretty late so it couldn't have been reenactments we took pictures on our phones and the area around us was super dark and hard to see but on the photos we took there was an orange glow orb thing in only one photo we didn't have flash on and all the other photos were pitch black except for this one that had the orb the place was legit haunted people had ghost hunting equipment and a lady told us stories about her inn that i really want to go to there was a story about a little boy who plays with coins, and up in the attic, there was a place where soldiers would snipe, and that there are blood stains on the floorboards. So obvious residual spirit stuff. This woman was staying at a place where the owners leave at night, and she was staying and heard banging coming from the locked attic. We all got super spooked when she was telling this, and we all saw the building with the bullet holes. A couple months later, we went to the Antietam battlefield and drove through it, and Everyone in my mom's car started to unexplicably bawl their eyes out because the energy there was super sad and overwhelming and my head started to hurt so bad that we had to leave. Mm -hmm.
1: I've never had an experience that strong. No, me neither.
3: One of my friends from grad school, he and his boyfriend were there maybe like three years ago and his boyfriend wasn't a believer in in this sort of stuff, but experienced something very similar to that and just was – they were all walking and he just – could not stop crying just suddenly was so overwhelmed with sadness and grief and just felt the energy that just existed there
2: there was one time this was like very very early days of our podcast where i had researched something and i think it was a story about past lives but we were about to record and i got overcome with the most intense emotion and my my mind was like don't tell this story like don't tell this story i had i felt so sad and so i we ended up moving the recording because i was like i'm not i'm going to research something else
3: yeah we did oh my god like you have to listen to your gut sometimes and if like something is telling you sabrina that you should not be talking about this then don't like why tempt fate we can just not talk about it move on yeah yeah
0: yeah we're on board with that listen to your listen to your intuition like there's something and they're telling
3: you something real Mm -hmm. yeah
2: okay corinne i'm so excited for you to tell this one
3: we have one more story from a listener that we're gonna end on that we think you guys will okay i don't know if you'll appreciate it enjoy it (laughs) oh boy yes for reading it to you um but it's it's good oh
0: no i feel like i'm gonna be scared
2: (laughs) it scared us (laughs) so probably it may sway you from going to visit gettysburg Mm -hmm. we'll just say that
1: all right oh is this a possession thing no 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 no, no.
3: okay all right all right but still still not great (laughs) i'll give you that no it's here's a clue (laughs) the subject line is ghosts can cut you and this was sent in from our listener crystal and it's a story that has been told from the men in her family for years She writes, years ago, my grandpa went on vacation to visit his brother, my great uncle in Pennsylvania. Being the history buffs that they are, they had always said the next time my grandpa came out to visit that they would make a trip to Gettysburg. Of course, we all know the tales of the haunted battlefields, the countless sightings of ghosts and thousands of lives lost in Gettysburg. So naturally, you can almost guess where this is going. But I promise you, this will still leave you chilled and possibly unlock a new fear. You're welcome. Within minutes of arriving to Gettysburg, my grandpa turned to my uncle and said, "'Do you smell that? "'It smells like gunpowder.'" My uncle said that he was just about to ask him the same thing. But strangely enough, my aunt and grandmother, who were also in the car, could not smell it. My uncle had arranged for a guided tour for the group. He wanted to surprise my grandpa and really have a fun history-packed day with a true war buff as the guide. They pulled into the parking lot everyone began to unbuckle gather their things and unload from the car my uncle was the first one out of the car followed by my grandpa and they both decided to stretch their legs and go for a walk down the paved path to take in the scenery. My uncle began to talk to my grandpa about the countless deaths, the history of the land, and the literal river of blood that ran through the valley with all of the bodies that lay strewn once the battle was over. After a bit of small talk, my uncle notices a man that is walking and begins to walk towards them. And this man is in uniform. Assuming that this is their tour guide, he thought to himself, huh, This is odd we are early and the tour doesn't start for another half hour but great maybe he's ready for us he described this man as wearing an authentic civil war clothing he was in his young 20s but looked really disheveled and upset confused as to his demeanor he starts to walk towards the man and introduce himself until he notices that this man is slightly transparent floating And he's holding a knife that is dripping with blood immediately my uncle said he just froze like sheer panic what in the hell am i witnessing this can't be effing real kind of stop in your tracks fear that we all hope to never face in our lifetime in what he describes as a quote gliding run the soldier went from being 20 feet away to immediately in front of my uncle in a matter of seconds he could feel the man's breath on his face and the sheer look of hatred and fear in this man's eyes. Within what felt like an eternity, but was really just mere seconds, the soldier lifted his arm and in a downward slashing motion, ran the knife across my uncle's bare leg. And then... The man was gone my grandpa claims to not have seen the soldier but he did witness the wound on my uncle's leg there were no branches or anything nearby that could have caused this wound my uncle was wearing shorts that day but he had on long sleeves leaving his legs the only bare skin exposed the wound was luckily just superficial no stitches were needed but to this day we cannot wrap our minds around how this spirit was capable of harming someone from the other side
1: you're right <laughs> it's upsetting <laughs> but i feel like rare enough that i would still go <laughs> true true
0: yeah i feel like i it's definitely a new fear unlocked <laughs> um for me <laughs> <laughs> um. I, part of the things that I like about ghosts is that they don't touch you normally Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, not that there aren't a lot of stories of where you can feel like a ghost, like touch your shoulder Mm -hmm. or like brush through your hair or something like that. But something that is so like palpable that you're actually injured in
3: it is that scary. Right. They like left a mark. Well, I guess here's something to make you feel a little bit better is in all the years that we have been doing the podcast, plus I think the rest of our 30 years of lives that we've just experienced the paranormal, Sabrina and I have only ever heard of two occasions, this being one where a spirit inflicted like physical harm like this with a weapon well but oh yeah sure with a weapon but we know of yeah. more houses that bleed than ghosts that will hurt you with a weapon so i guess i would prefer
0: to be in a bleeding house than yeah be the one bleeding
3: yeah because i
2: we've also heard countless stories of like people waking up with like the three scratches down their back oh or, yeah this the,
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: marks or
3: classic marks. yeah
2: that's um yeah and it
1: also lends like fear into that entity that was not a residual or a wrinkle in time sort of or maybe it was a wrinkle in time but like that entity recognized that person and like with thought went after him like this wasn't just Mm -hmm. like he was in the path of something that already had been unfolding and was happening or whatever there was real intention behind Mm -hmm. that and that what is what makes it very aside from there being an actual weapon involved even if there wasn't if even if he like came up and like you know was physically doing something with that person like i see you for what you are type of thing Mm -hmm. that's
2: what's so terrifying is it felt i mean the first time corinne and i read this it it really to me felt like this soldier was in battle like Mm -hmm. blipped from true like back in gettysburg battle days or like the fight that was happening in that place to present day and was still in this mentality of like attack the other side and
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: did yeah and acted on it
3: yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's just the fact too that he could see the expression the fear and the hatred in that man's eyes too like they looked into each other's souls (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh it's just so freaky
0: it's so freaky so freaky
3: well the consensus is
1: i still would Enjoy to go.
0: Me too. Yeah. I would still like... I, I am admittedly afraid of some... Like, I'm not afraid of paranormal in a sense of if they're friendly, but the like difficult part of the paranormal where there's such anguish and horrific deaths mm-hmm. and possible hurting it uh it scares me a little bit <laughs> but I think that Gettysburg would be such a cool place to visit and there's so much history that yeah I would go just I wouldn't walk around at night
3: yeah we can be outside. daytime visitors we can wander around we can go get lunch at one of the haunted taverns you know do that sort of stuff or we're experiencing mm-hmm. it in the daylight we're seeing things we're feeling like, the energy always exists. So we can still feel things, mm-hmm. possibly see things. Night has nothing to do with the paranormal. It just heightens our, our, yeah. I guess, like, awareness Fear. because Fear. we're nervous. It's dark. Yes. Mm-hmm. And our senses are off.
1: Yeah, our senses. I feel like our mind is less cluttered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, At night, it kind of slows down and it leaves you more open to actually sensing and picking up on your surroundings which like you said I mean the energy's there all the time it's just at night we tend to kind of turn off areas of our brain that are so preoccupied and busy yeah and then when we're in that more relaxed state we're more receptive and we're more aware of what's going on and I think that's why people report a lot of things at night because you're
2: paying more attention Mm -hmm. I have a pitch
1: I'm ready for it
2: okay this is based off Danielle you said there are places that you can like go and experience the colonial or whatever you know back in the day i think
1: i really think yeah
2: okay Well, let's just go with the fact that there are. And we don't want to wear the corsets and stuff. So during the day, we will all go explore Gettysburg, do our thing in our normal clothes. And then as night begins to fall, we check into one of these places. They give us our old timey white nightgowns. We walk the halls of this place and eat our meals in our nightgowns and then spend the evening at a old timey preserved home. I'm ready for that. A (laughs) hundred percent
0: that sounds fun especially because i wouldn't be alone doing
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the key is not being alone that's right yeah
1: oh my god well thank you for bringing us on a tour through gettysburg unlike we have
3: experienced before thank you for having us
1: yeah like we could obviously go on and on and on and on about Gettysburg for so many yes. different reasons, but yeah, we were excited to come on your show and give our portion. And now that we have information about Gettysburg on the paranormal side, that just leaves the door open to a lot more opportunities. So next time we come across a park that's like super haunted, we'll we'll reach out. Please do. Yeah,
2: let us know. There's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, there is.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Of course. This is so fun. So fun. We did this. I know. Off on your show so do you want to help us do ours yes of
0: course all right well thank you so much for joining us this was super fun until next time everyone enjoy the view but, but watch your back. back back oh wait i like but how you whispered it <laughs> i was gonna do my demonic growl
2: but then i was like oh i don't know maybe do you it you can do it You come for it. it but watch your back oh you got that down I mean, like yeah,
1: alarmingly that's well
0: that's really cool.
2: <laughs> I also often make really direct eye contact with people when I do it because it's like I'm focusing so much on the I'm voice. Settling. I'm just like dead in the eyes.
1: <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye, Bye. everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. If you have a trail tale or story suggestion, send us an email at stories at npadpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at National Park After Dark and on Twitter at npadpodcast. Podcast. Join our Outsiders Only community on Patreon or Apple subscriptions to listen ad-free, unlock monthly bonus episodes, and exclusive content.
0: And remember, when you support our sponsors, you are supporting our show. For our exclusive discount code and source information from today's episode check out the show notes for more information on our show our book recommendations merch updates and more visit our website at npadpodcast.com and please rate review and subscribe from wherever you listen to podcasts